the car. And now he's drinking a glass of beer. The beer is Mr. Train. The bear, Mr. Train. The bear, Mr. Train. And now he's walking. Two-way battle, this pit. And uh, they were both banging back and forth there. 
you want to hear what the sister said? I just, I just done, got done scrubbing, and I wanted to watch the Quinn show, Mrs. Barton said. She said her son Joey kept changing channels, so she slapped him once, and the other son then jumped in. Well, I grabbed one of them little guns, she said, referring to a 22 caliber pistol loaded with birdshot, and I just shot him in the leg. That's all I had to do. And in the melee for the gun, police said the mother and the other son were wounded when they were shooting back and forth, wrestling over the gun. So, uh, that's, uh, <laughs> so, you know, I, I just, uh, I mean, that, that's not exactly a mother that moves back to spot, but, uh, on the other hand, uh, you know, they said, oh, uh, you know, go to the same room, so it's a tough, tough, you know, life is rough and life is earnest. Said the lady with the parachute forehead. Uh, yes, uh, especially the one with the receding teeth on there. A speaking parachute. This is W.O.R. This is Friendly Old New York. And uh, I, uh, I just, you know, I read that to him and I thought, well, you know, I, I, I just, uh, it would be kind of nice to know that people are shooting it out in the living room over your television show. What? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I've, I've uh, you know, I've, I've actually gotten letters from people about my TV show. About, uh, it's just causing uh, some strife. I, I got a letter from a kid that he was, threatening to leave home, he's going to run away. His old man kept watching a rerun of a Jets game. And, you know, nothing worse than a rerun of a football game that's been played two years ago, you know. And uh, half of the guys that are playing out there still, you know, aren't even with the team anymore. You know, speaking of that, you ever watch the opening uh, film for the uh, for the Mets game? You notice that Ron Svoboda is still making fantastic catches for the Mets uh, in that opening film. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. Well, it's true to you if you choose a couple of guys that are sliding to their right that are now playing for Clearwater, Florida, places like that. But, so, uh, you know, life is, uh, life is, uh, this is, uh, this is a quicksand that we're involved in. You know, here today, going tomorrow. Really. you got to expect that, you know. So, it's like, uh, you know, it's like the other day, I'm looking at the, looking at the post, and, and uh, there's a picture of Bella Abzug. And underneath it, it's a Shirley McLean. And, uh, you know, that must have gone over great with uh, Shirley's uh, manager, particular, you know. You know, if she's trying to get another role, it's not easy when you're an actress, you never know. You want to be seen at your best. And I'm not putting Mrs. Abzug down, but, uh, you know, there it was. And underneath this picture of Shirley McLean, it said Bella Abzug. Well, Bella suddenly got a, you know, tremendous amount of interest in her career. Uh, and so I, I, uh, I have to say that that, that does not only happen in the post, you know. I'll you a little note uh, from the Daily News. For those of you who live out in the Arctic, you miss a lot of these things that happen here in the big city. You know, the Big Apple is always exciting here. And a little note in the news that says, in one edition of the news of August, uh, something the Daily blurred here, a photograph of Stan Bonson, Yankee pitcher, winner of the Yankee Brewer Games, and a photograph of Euclid Taylor, reported as a man with police records who misrepresented himself as a cop, were accidentally transposed. Well, uh, <laughs> Imagine this guy with a lump under his eye. <laughs> with, a, with a number under his eye. It says Stan Bonson. <laughs> well, little things like that happen. You know, it's, 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 it's kind of depressing. Uh, I've had certain things of that nature happen to me in the public print. From the time I've been quoted with some billies. But, uh, you know, uh, uh, oh, yes, they, 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 at one time in one paper, I don't know how, you know, the, the paragraph got misquoted. They get, they, they get transposed, I guess, in the letter type department, right? Is that where it happens, people? Either that or it's uh, some evil guy that works at the, you know, the paper that does it. But nevertheless, it says, uh, Shepard, when queried, said, and uh, I don't know why it said it, says, when I get elected, things are going to change. 
And then, uh, <laughs> then it just came out in the paper like that. This just happened in the town called Cincinnati. And this is what, you know, started to get a lot of calls. And, uh, in fact, one of the uh, Democratic committeemen called me and says, Now, look, you're going to play ball with the party, right? You're not going to do any of that crazy stuff when you get elected, right? And uh, you, you start to feel your oath very quickly. How long has it been since any of you have felt a good case of oath? I mean, you know, you're, you're so wild. Well, what's the matter, Andy? I mean, you've you, you got a face like away. <laughs> well, you never know. I mean, this lady shooting it out with her kids over what TV show they're going to watch it. You know, I like that kind of frontier spirit. I mean, I, I'm not pro-violence, but I am for people standing up for what they believe in. Now, you remember she only shot him in the leg. They got her in the back. And uh, so I could see the old lady making a, you know, making a dive there for the uh, living room where, you know, where the old man keeps the 38 and they got her. Uh, they got her in a running shot there. <laughs> a wing shot. But uh, <laughs> you, you run into these things. It's like uh, a few years ago, you know. You remember the scene where, where uh, this guy over in Jersey, I believe it was, he was held for manslaughter, actually. He shot the TV set. You know, he came down. He'd had enough of that jazz, you know, for a TV set had been going for maybe 40, 50, maybe 150 years straight, you know, never stopped. Uh, see, that's the thing about New York. You can, you can, your, your TV set can go 24 hours a day in this town. I mean, if you're ready to take the God Squad every couple of hours to come on and, you know, sing that Rock of Ages and... You know, transcribed prayer. I, uh, did I tell you about the friend of mine one time? That uh, you know, you know what the God Squad is, don't you? Well, you know, after the last, uh, you don't know what that is. Well, if you've ever stayed around television, you know, you, you keep your TV set on late, and uh, you know, after the last Preparation H commercial has uh, has uh, filtered down the drain, and uh, the last, uh, there's a there's a bunch of commercials that come on late at night, and a lot of you people never see. You ought to see some of them. That's the one thing that. Uh, they tend to run heavily to exercise salons. Uh, for some reason, well, there's always a, a short, fat lady who says, Yeah, yeah, it, uh, it's uh, really hard. Uh, I, I, you wouldn't believe it. I, I, I've lost inches. Inches. And, uh, you know, you get that middle-aged sag, and uh, I, uh, I went to uh, Flavo, uh, the Flavo Studios, and uh, well, I have a lot of fun. Well, you watch that 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, these ladies. Uh, they always sit down in a kind of a, kind of a sensitivity session. A technique, if you notice, the little, little touches of, uh, of uh, well, the, the simple uh, confessional technique. And uh, lately they've been switching to, uh, I think, Johnny Carson's wife, for some reason or other. She's asking these people about, the, you know, the inches they've lost. And these are all exciting moments. And then when that goes, and the last, uh, the last victim of tour movie has disappeared into the limbo, the great elephant's graveyard of forgotten turkey, uh, on comes uh, this, uh, they make a station break and then there's a pause and then you hear la ta ti ta ta ti ta ta ti and on comes this very shaky, uh, it looks like, uh, I guess it's a stained glass. And then there's always a reverend. Sometimes he's not even filmed, it's just a slide of him. And he usually has a, he usually has a high, squeaky voice. The dear viewers, have you noticed that uh, as time goes on, then, and then there's a shot of leaves and trees and birds and stuff. Well, one day, this friend of mine, who was an engineer, he took uh, the voice off of the, uh, off of the reverend, and he substituted the voice of Donald Duck uh, off of one of the cartoons. He was a great Donald Duck fan. And, uh, <laughs> God, don't, don't look at me. Uh, 
the only the only sad fact of it is is that most people that are up at five o'clock in the morning fully expect any reverend that shows up at five in the morning to talk like Donald Duck. So none of them were surprised. Half of them were bad, you know, sitting out there uh, searching over their lost their lost loves. In fact, I I, uh, <laughs> I I you know you can get very philosophical about this, but uh, you don't want it at this hour. But uh, I I've noticed that there's a great split in almost every facet of life today. But not only, not only uh, uh, philosophical, uh, electoral, uh, uh, we're all, we're all uh, standing four square raw put against one another. For example, I, I notice that there's a great, uh, among the, uh, there's, a, there's a great split between gerbil and uh, guinea pig people. And it's uh, that gerbil people cannot tolerate guinea pig people. And vice versa. And I, and I deplore this. I've noticed this. Uh, there is a smaller group, and yet uh, almost even more vociferous, and um, much more conservative, and that's the hamster factor. But the, but the, I cannot understand the hamster, the hamster hang up, but they do have it. So I don't put, you know, I don't put it down. I, I mean, uh, you know, you can have your own hang up if you want. I, uh, you know, at one point, you go, oh, okay, what are you, you think? Ah, ah. And you sit there uh, over by the fern plant. And, uh, you know, just, uh, <laughs> you, you, you figure it's going to work out, but it won't work out, you know. You, once once the, the true you has been revealed, you know, the naked worm that you are has been uh, revealed to the rest of the world. There's no, no, no coming back. You don't, you do not ever regain the cloak of dignity once you have shed that skin like a snake. It's gone forever. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's just, uh, you just, uh, it's gone. Well, now, now, uh, don't, uh, don't, uh, don't assume that this begins early in life. Because uh, when you're very, when you're a small person, you don't you don't have that inner vision. Kids don't know this. They do not know when they're really laying in bed. You're not a kid, you know. You just lay on the floor and kick your shoes off, you know, and start yelling. You kick your shoes off and you know yells and hollers and bangs away. Although once in a while an adult would do that. Like the other day, I was watching the ball game, and I just happened to see a scene where a guy was thrown out of second. Did you see that scene? They're playing, a, the Yankees are playing Kansas City. And a guy is thrown out a second, and he got so mad, he laid on the ground and kicked. It was a, you know, it was a big, tough ball player for the Kansas City, and he was laying on the ground, and there's, there's a scene, in fact, they took a picture of it. I think there's a picture in the post. And he's laying on the ground, and he's hit the ground. Well, uh, this, this we call the, the, the Donald Duck aspect of man's personality, which, uh, is there anybody out there can imitate Donald Duck? Uh, no, I, I'm I'm very serious. I've always admired guys that could imitate Donald Duck because because can you imitate Donald Duck, Herb? No. Well, well you know, I, I became deeply deeply a, a real feeling of inferiority because there were some things that certain guys that I knew when I was a kid to do, and I could never pull it off. Like I never could imitate Donald Duck, and some guys can. They get that they get that great sound. Uh, there was there were also other guys that could spit between their teeth. You know, and it's true, it's just like a little baby done. I never could do that. And there was another crowd that could whistle by sticking their fingers in your mouth, you know. I never could do that either. So, uh, very early in life, the male, of course, uh, measures himself against his fellow male and finds himself wanting. And uh, is there anybody out there that can imitate Donald Duck? Herb can? Is he going to give me Donald Duck? Is it, is, is it Herb there? Like, uh, is he practicing? <laughs> Okay, we're going to show you the kind of talent that is really available. 
I mean, it's, it's real talent. Oh, I, I, all my life I've been doing that. I mean, I'm the original waiter for Gadot. And uh, I, I stand first on one foot on the other. But uh, I, I suppose that I'm not the only guy, however, who does think that Edith, Edith Bunker, is, uh, is funnier than I do. <laughs> I don't know what... <laughs> yeah, you know, to me, Edith, uh, Edith Bunker is Candide. And she's Candide all over. And uh, Bunker, of course, is Dr. Pangloss. And uh, do you see the parallel there? Sure, think about it. Don't you see the parallel? Well, uh, if you don't see the parallel, you never will see the parallel, so it doesn't really doesn't make a difference. Uh, you, can, you can see the same relationship between uh, Quixote and his sidekick. Now, who is his sidekick? Precious the girl? No, 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 that's another guy. He, yeah. <laughs> I don't. Oh, what? Yeah, just a minute. We got Donald Duck on the phone here. Yes. Hello. Yes. Yeah. You ready to give us the, the business? I want. Oh, wait. Let's hear it again. I want. Very good. I don't want Hello, Donald. How are you? I things out in Hollywood. Well, how do you like seeing the movie star, Dan? Okay. You don't like it, eh? Well, is, uh, is there much business these days for ducks? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very good. How long have you been working on your, your accent, Donald? What is that? Is that, a, uh, is that a mallard accent or is that a, a pindale accent? So what kind of duck are you? Oh, uh, I <laughs> Very good. Thank you, Donald. All right, bye. Bye. Right. Yes, you, you just came out, face talent. Have you noticed that? That's beautiful. I mean, I, I always wanted to talk to Donald. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, speaking of, of imitations, I, I hate to be the only one in the, in the crowd that, that, that doesn't get it, but have you noticed there is a commercial on the air today where this guy, He's supposed to be really a famous uh, uh, impressionist. What's his name? David something? David Fry, is that his name? Yeah. And anyway, he does a commercial. And I can't recognize any of the people that he's supposed to be an impression of. <laughs> Did you see that commercial? It's very embarrassing. And, uh, yeah, I, I just, uh, of course, uh, I figure that, that's due to lack of sensitivity on my part. Uh, I, I've been uh, notoriously insensitive. Uh, ever since that impacted wisdom tooth problem, but, uh, yeah, oh yes, that'll affect you. It plugs up your brain. Uh, you, you get the, you get the impacted wisdom tooth in the wrong place, and you, you know, it cuts the fit, and you get it. Well, it does, it just plugs it up. Uh, there's a lot of things. In fact, uh, they say that when you get a cold, and, uh, you know, your sinuses get stuffed up, and you, and you go around hacking and pork, and that they do the fact that you got stuffed up sinuses, that your sensitivity quotient goes far down. Uh, that uh, it's, it's related to the, to the inner you. People with the, with the sinus headaches are never sensitive people. Uh, no, that's not at all. And they also find that people with astigmatism are, uh, tend, to, tend to be far more left-wing than, uh, than people who have myopia. No, these are all... Now, wait a minute now. Don't laugh that the relationship between the physical man and the psychic man is now being investigated. It is, it is known for a fact now 
the tall, thin people tend to vote differently from short, squat people. Have you thought about it that way? You haven't. Well, now it's just you start doing that. Uh, they just watch the various parties in action, and you notice that the, that certain parties tend to have certain types of people that follow them. And, uh, and then a lot of it has to do with the condition of your fantasies, and also your knees, if you have bad knees and all that. You know, I, I don't want to get you know too deep in there. The head, the head effects. The, uh, but it's actually not the actual uh, psychic head; it's the half size that affects you. Uh, <laughs> so all these things, you know, part and parcel of it. Now, man, I'm sorry if you don't understand our program. Uh, that's, that's the way it goes. I, a lot of things I don't understand. Uh, I, I'd, I'd have to refer you to the case of the claim in Bristol, England, which we uh, announced earlier on the show. If you notice that, uh, we, we mentioned this. For all fairness, sake, a queen at Bristol Zoo named Clara has been uh, sitting on an apple for five days. The last five days under the apparent impression that he's an egg. Now, uh, Clara is not the only one who's missed the point in life. On the other hand, it's quite possible that Clara knows damn well it's an apple. And uh, she might have gotten into a discussion with other cranes to the effect that, that, that <laughs> she's probably the only crane in the world that can hatch an apple. <laughs> well, uh, so, you know, it's, it's, not, it's easy enough uh, for us to misunderstand these things. Uh, I, I, uh, I've, um, I myself, personally, it's like, uh, it's like this uh, friend of mine, who uh, who got involved in, well, actually, to be honest with you, it was, it was a close relative of mine. I, I didn't want to admit it. But got involved with these uh, Chinese mail puzzles. You know what Chinese mail puzzles are. You know, you, you open these, these mails come all twisted together, see? Now, it is a, that's part of the Chinese water torture technique. The Chinese invented these mail puzzles years ago to torture their political enemies. Uh, you know, they told them they better start to straighten out their mails. Well, this guy, this guy uh, got involved in Chinese uh, mail puzzles. And after working this mail puzzle for about three or four days, he finally says, the hell with this. And he rushed down to the basement, and he got a couple of pliers and just straightened the nails out. That's the whole thing, you know. And I like that kind of direct activity. I, 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 I like people who approach a problem head on. It's just, well, Alexander the Great was like that. And you know that old Gordian knot thing. I mean, how many times have you tried to untangle monofilament lines? Well, uh, Alexander the Great, when he was confronted with the Gordian knot, and the Gordian knot, uh, obviously, is a knot that had been uh, tied by some guy named Gordian years before, and uh, he made, you know, this big knot. And the whole idea was that if you, if you untied the knot, you'd be the ruler of the world. You know, or at least you'd make it pretty big, uh, you know, one way or another. So uh, when Alexander the Great was presented with the Gordian knot, he just said, well, okay, there's only one thing to do with this knot. And he just reached out and got a scout knife out and just whacked it up. That's all. He cut it right in half. And he went on to do pretty well. And you can see all you wanted, Alexander the Great. The fact that whether he died of, uh, I don't know, bad blood or something, or nervousness or something like that. But he did pretty good, though, before he, you know, ran out of gas. Where was it? In Egypt someplace? Somewhere like that? India? Something like that? But anybody could get in trouble in India. But Alexander the Great was, uh, you know, not immune to that. So tonight we'd like to see Clara sitting on that apple out there. She's probably the only queen in the world who will eventually hatch an apple. Uh, <laughs> so don't laugh. Uh, you know, there's not much room for you to laugh at anything. You bring that the terrible theme on there a little bit louder there. That's that crap. So that's the way the news went tonight. And you were there. This is Walter Cronkite reporting.
And I hope you've enjoyed our weather report and our prognostication of things to come in the world of sports. I salute the Leo Director. <laughs>